This is Swipe Right Sports, your sports pod hookup. I'm your host, Bobby Adcock. If you listen to the last, to episode 26, was supposed to be both of these segments into one, but uh, I learned a lesson the hard way, as they say, and the file was too large for the platform where I upload these pods to. So this is just now new, episode 27. We're going to get into the uh, top five movies of the 21st century with big brother Michael and dear friend Tony. I'm um, uh, very angry at the moment about what is taking place, so I'm going to stop talking about it. Let's jump in. All right, so we are on. Um, we're here. I have a uh, big, big brother Michael on the phone. Hello. Dear friend, dear friend of ours, Tony. What's up? Um, and uh, we'll just lay out for the audience here what exactly this is. Obviously, uh, during quarantine, there's been a, a lot of time on our hands. And we have a lot of messaging back and forth about, you know, what's what's your best this of the 90s or 2000s? And uh, just a lot of, it's led to a lot of different exchanges about movies, TV shows, like I imagine everyone has had. So I just said, hey, F it. Why don't we just do this? I'm, I'm bringing the golf pod back. Why don't we just add on a segment? We're going to do, we're going to attempt to do the top five movies of the 21st century. And this is the top five according to you. Uh, we, did right. not, we did not set any specific criteria. We just said, I think Friday, did I tell you guys just to have a top five ready? And then uh, we basically just left it to ourselves, correct? That's correct. Yeah. So, um, and this recording is on a Sunday afternoon. And hey, who knows if it goes well? Maybe next week we'll give you the Daniel Day Lewis top five pod. I don't, I don't know. That I'm could crazy. Be good. I'm, cr- I'm crazy like that. So uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, so before we get started here, we're gonna give each other an opportunity to explain our own personal criteria for how we kind of were going through our process of breaking down our lists, making cuts. Uh, who would like to go first? Go ahead, Tony. All right, I'll kick it off. Um, I made this list based on just the movies that I just cannot stop watching because they're so good to me. So I, I, a lot of deliberation on my side, a lot of movies to, to kind of sift through too. I, as I started getting getting involved in like building this list, you just realize how much is out there and how much has been done uh, in the 21st century. But that, So I whittled it down based on saying, what are the movies that I just can't stop watching, that I just love the most? Um, so I got a lot of honorable mentions and I did a lot of like wavering at the end of that list, but I got my top five ready to go today based off that criteria. Okay. And I think, I think, um, you know, I would describe Michael and I as maybe, um, avid movie fans and maybe you're, would you be the avid film fan? Is that correct? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Love it. And maybe you may, may or may not recall. I may be correct. Did you have some sort of shrine to Stanley Kubrick in one of your college dorms? Yeah, this could again. This could have gotten real weird if I had gone by like the films that are just the best, the best <laughs> right. of the best, you know. So I really, I knew what I was up against. I knew what I had to bring today, and I just, I'm gonna have to save that one for another another time. I don't even know if I can build that anymore. That could have been another <laughs> life, you know. It could have been another life for me. Uh, but I'm ready. I'm ready for my list. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right, uh, Michael, how did you approach this? Well, you know, when I kind of similar to Tony, um, you know, and like, you know, I, I tried to, you know, should I have like, you know, more of like a, 
you know, artsy picks? Should I, you know, should I have, you know, more critically acclaimed picks? Um, and I just kind of boil it down to like, what were my favorites, you know? And, okay. uh, I was, and I, I looked at a tons of lists online, tons of lists, you know, and, uh, see what, you know, quote unquote critics, uh, were saying was their top of the 21st century. Um, and then I, I did have a late entry. Um, okay. We'll get to we'll we'll get to that because I had to revisit a movie that you two have been talking about, um, and 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 I revisited it yesterday, and it was good, and it it, it made the list. Wow. Yeah. Um, we're and we're gonna talk about all those like uh, big media lists that are out there. Oh boy, we're yeah. gonna talk about this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. That. Yeah. The, the other movie we talked about. That's gonna be probably a, a prolonged tangent for sure. So. Um, I guess for, for myself, as I was doing this, um, it did become a little bit more challenging. And I guess how I feel about all these movies and just kind of uh, storytelling in general is each of these, each you know, any movie or storytelling endeavors trying to elicit a response out of you, whether it's to make you think, make you feel something. And if I'm having that reaction to something, that tells me it's doing its job, right? They're, they're doing an yep. effective job of storytelling. So if I have some sort of strong reaction to something that tells me it's good. I mean, it's that, kind of that simple for me. And that's what I went on and it, adding on to that. I also had a kind of a tendency to lean towards actual events and actual stories because yeah. I feel like those are more, more important, I guess, is, in a way. Um, and they kind of send a more, a deeper message, I guess. So I, I had a tendency if I was comparing, you know, I don't know, Aaron Brockovich with Iron Man, it was hard to uh, hard to give Iron Man the nod, I guess, let's say. Mm, uh, mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I, I wavered with, with, with those decisions. You know what I mean? Um, I, I did. You know, should I, you know, once again, is it is it like, you know, important movies, you know, what quote unquote important movies, you know, or if it was just like. You know, did I love these? Did I leave the, the theater or at home watching it and being like, fuck yeah, that was awesome. And I kind of led towards the latter. Yeah. Right. I, Go ahead, Tony. It would be tough to put, I had a tough time putting on things on the list that I watched once where I was like, this is a great movie, but I can never watch this movie again. Because it either hits you almost too hard or it was like too messed up and something that you just knew that you could never really repeat viewing. Um, it would take you a while. So I, I had to just kind of like, I had to make some headway with those decisions and I, and I went the other way. I went with just the movies that I just could love watching over and over. Okay. Yep. And, and, and that's, and that's fair enough. Um, I, I think too, like adding on to that Aaron Brockovich example, right? Like that's a story where if that was, if that was just a movie about a fictional story, you would watch and go, yeah, okay. That's a good movie. You, but you wouldn't, you would kind of think like, well, that really wouldn't happen though. People wouldn't do that. <laughs> so, right. And so it becomes, I, I can think I'm more, it's not that I think it's good. I'm just more fascinated with, I think, the human behavior side of things where the real things are always more interesting than did we win the Infinity War? So <laughs> um, so I kind of, again, I, I had a tendency to lean towards movies like that, but I also have some ridiculous ones, as you will find out with my first selection. So um, before we start with number five from everyone, and that's what we're going to do, we're going to go around, name our top five. I want to run down this Oscar um, best film uh, list over the last 20 years, just kind of real quickly delve into every five years what was going on, just to kind of give an overview of where that has gone. Because um, I did use 
I use some of the Oscar lists just to also set like reference points. So here's year 2000, best picture, the category and the winner. Gladiator, the winner over Aaron Brockovich, Chocolat, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Traffic, five total movies. It's fair. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, move on to 2005 now, five years later, Million Dollar Baby wins over Aviator, Finding Neverland, Ray, Sideways. Now, this is the interesting part when we get to 2010 and where we start going off the rails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we Now we're up to... This is, no, in 2009, literally, it goes from five nominees to now the Best Picture category has ten nominees. Yeah. M- meanwhile, no other major category has moved uh, beyond five. So mm. I, don't, I don't know why that is. I didn't really try to research why because I, nothing will make sense to me. So um, did, we it, have now, did it go back last year? Was there, was there less, less than ten? We're going to get to that. So, okay, so, okay, okay. So, so, uh, so, okay, 2010, ten nominees. Hurt Locker wins over, um, oh wait, oh Avatar, Blindside, District Nine, An Education, Inglorious Bastards, Precious, A Serious Man, Up, mm. and and, <laughs> and and Up in the Air. Like this yeah, is su- this is such a, a smorgasbord of nonsense. I don't even know what to say about this. It's getting but, loose. It's getting loose. <laughs> it's just, okay. So except, let's go. Fi- except except Hurt Locker is kind of bad. Hurt Locker. Her, look, I mean, somebody, look, Blindside's a good movie. I think District 9 is a good movie. I don't I don't there's, know that... There's five good movies in there. There's five good movies. <laughs> there, there's not ten. There's not ten. <laughs> no, there's not ten. So, let's go to 2015. We're now back to eight nominees, okay? Yeah, okay. Birdman winner over American Sniper, Boyhood, Grand Budapest Hotel, Imitation Game, Selma, The Theory of Everything, and Whiplash. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, a lot. Of, huh, mm, mm, uh, mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's, it's so. And this is my favorite. Um, I'm gonna instead of going to 2020, I want to stop at 2018 because this is gonna. I'm gonna love this. Uh, 2018, we have nine nominees. <laughs> nine nominees. Okay, we're up to nine. We went for, we're back to nine. And uh, I'm gonna give you the eight nominees and then the winner. You're gonna love this. Here's the eight nominees. Call me by your name. Darkest yeah. hour. Dunkirk. Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, The Post. Do you want to hear the winner? That's Lady Bird. No, I what? know it. <laughs> no, wait a minute. <laughs> shape I, of Water. I think it's The Shape of Water. That, oh, yeah, that's right. Shape of Water. How stupid is that? Shape of Water. Like, <laughs> and look, Shape of Water, I, I, look, I don't think it's a bad movie. I really don't. Um, but, you know... I, I no, it's it's for what it is. It's fine. I, it's a, I think it's a good movie. But like, you have like Darkest Hour and Dunkirk, where they're they're depicting like maybe the most critical turning point in like Western civilization, modern history. <laughs> and and we're gonna go with Shape of Water. <laughs> what are what are we doing? Uh, so okay. In your search, did you were you able to categorize the year where things really went off the, the rails? Was it 2009? Is that where well, things just kind of went out of went out of bounds? I would say it's 2010 because that's when it jumped to 10 nominees for no real reason that I yeah. that I know. So, um, and obviously, what I just said in 2018. I mean, what are we doing? Um, all right, then last year 2020, uh, we're staying at nine nominees. Parasite, the winner over Ford vs Ferrari, Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Woman, Marriage Story, 1917, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm. So, 
you know, once again, I think there's good movies here still, but I mean, there's we don't need nine or ten nominations this year. No. No, I agree with that. All right. That being said, um, who wants to get their number five selection out there? Michael, let's go, Bob. Oh, okay, Bob? sure. Sure, I, you know, I went, I went number five. I, I went Gladiator, um, which I know Bobby, I think, has it in somewhere in, in his list. I went, I went Gladiator. It's just, it's one that I think it was two thousand, and that one has just stayed with me forever. You know, for the last twenty years, uh, every time I see it, I have to tune in if it's on. And you know, Russell Crowe is just bringing it. Just, just throwing 100 miles an hour, and and you know, and watching Phoenix, who who did there lose is. the uh, he he did lose the Academy Award to Benicio del Toro for Traffic, right? Um, which you know, which I think is, I think I mean it's fine, but you know, for me, it's complete bullshit. I uh, yeah, I think I no, not just joke. I think this is Joaquin's arguably his best performance still. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, Joker. He he was really good in Joker. Uh, he was. He was really good in Joker. I'm glad he won. He deserved it. Uh, but I remember watching that that you know Academy Awards show and Benicio winning, and uh, I felt very disappointed. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll say that. But uh, Gladiator had to make the list for me. It, it just it just did. It was it it's just too it's too I don't know. Um, important in in my last 20 years of, of movie watching yeah it's it's definitely um w- it's one of the all-timers for me and I, I it's in it's my number three for this list um so 12 oscar nominations five wins uh best picture and crow notably one for this uh and then yeah that joaquin performance i just think can't be overstated enough this is almost like the lost godfather movie where fredo really became the don over michael and Think about this, where I mean, think about this, where, like, so this guy, he he, all he wants is power. People like him, respect, and he has zero emotional and mental capacity for this role. And so this is what it is. And and also eliciting that response, like in this movie, watching Joaquin Phoenix, he matches Crow the whole way, and he also like when you play someone who everyone is supposed to hate. And you really get everyone to hate you. <laughs> it's it's yeah. it's great. It's great. This is like a, like Mike in Tombstone, and also the same actor uh, who plays the general in Avatar, the same guy. Yeah. Uh, but both are kind of similar performances, but not as good as uh, Joaquin here. So I think the Joaquin performance here does it for me. Um, also, great cast: Oliver Reed as Proximo, Richard Harris, Marcus Aurelius, um, even uh, Demon Hunsa, who uh, is the uh, African American buddy of his in this. His name is Juba. I didn't know that until I looked it up today. Um, and then just great lines, you know, Connie, you Nielsen. Connie Nielsen was really good at it. Um, <laughs> would you, would you Quintus, would I, you know, that, that line, I still send people, if I beat them in like a fantasy game, I send the gift of, you know, am I not merciful? I do that all the time. That's my favorite. <laughs> uh, and I think, uh, I think that Crow, speaking of Academy Awards, the Crow, the Crow speech, um, when he won best actor, I watched it again yesterday and I went, all right, this is automatically in. I just, just, oh, it's, God, it's in. really? I don't yeah. remember it. No, the last 30 seconds, it's it's amazing. He kind of, like, ends it, and he goes, like, and for those kids out there relying on on the downside of disadvantage, relying purely on courage, it's possible. Thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's, Jesus. I, I watched it. I was like, oh, yeah, it's it. I love this guy. <laughs> automatically running, running. I love this guy. So Definite, uh, so uh, 
definite Oscar snub for Joaquin there. And I think that year too, like if I look back on those movies in 2000, it wasn't, it wasn't that strong. It was an obvious winner. And it is a great movie. For me though, it was on the list immediately. And I think there was something, I don't know what the deal is, but there's something about Game of Thrones and what Game of Thrones did mm. for me in this movie. Because once yeah. like, before that had started, Gladiator is like one of my favorite movies of all time. And it was something I watched every year. And then Game of Thrones started. And it just kind of like eclipsed what Gladiator did. Maybe it set the stage. But I think that's why I didn't make it on my list. Because it would have been. And I don't know why. And I couldn't figure it out. But I think it's Game of Thrones. So I don't know why and what it, that means. If we expanded to top 10, would it be in the top 10? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, I, the one thing I want to say about this is could it, could it be shorter? Yes. Okay, it, I, I, you know, most movies can be shorter, in my opinion. But, you know. I kind of forgot that this was two hours and 35 minutes, which seems like a kind of a long trek there. It was yeah, long, and I, I think the dialogue got a little long at times. And I think that's where the Game of Thrones, their dialogue was always so tight. I just think there's a, something there that I may not even recognize of why that, why that's, you know. But Joaquin is just, stole the show and Crow. I mean, it's just an incredible movie. I, I can't get any better. A All right, well, scene, A lot of scenes of, uh, you know, him, like, touching wheat and, like, kind of, like, reflecting <laughs> back. You know, like, you can cut all that shit out. Right. It might have <laughs> been tighter. But right. anyway, continue. Michael, that's just great, really, Scott, directing. And also, uh, <laughs> yeah. b- before before we move on, I just want to mention who's going to be littered throughout this list, I think, for a lot of people. Uh, the great Hans Zimmer, of course. I was just going to say that. If. Sure. If, if the movie's a B plus, it's automatically up to an A minus when he's involved. So um, uh, Hans Zimmer's going to win this entire podcast. Um, <laughs> he really, he really I, is. I, I, I looked up like all the movies I picked. It's like he's like three out of five of, of, of being the composer of, of the score. I mean, he he's winning. I'm telling you. Yeah, I think I might have a surprise for you on that too later on Hans Zimmer. So uh, now that is the gladiator discussion. That's your five. That's my three. Tony, it's your time to make your five. My five is uh, Training Day, and Training Day yeah. was... <laughs> he was in, was, that was in mind. That, that, it was that, a late that, edition. That was there for me for a minute. Babe, go ahead. It's, uh, you know, I had I, I wavered. It was definitely in the top ten. I had I'd whittled down my list to ten, and I'd been trying to figure out what that number five spot was, and I kept going back and forth, and I put this in there just because of Denzel. And Denzel, going back, whenever this movie is on, any of his movies are on, you just can't stop watching a Denzel movie. And I believe he won Best Actor. I think he won yeah. Best Actor for this. He did. Um, he did. And, and I just feel like this movie, you know, I go back to like, sometimes I can't watch movies that are just like too crazy and too real. Like, I think they filmed this in the projects. I think there were actually gang members in this and they just, you know, it made such like a realistic environment. But more than anything, like his performance and Ethan, I thought also was incredible. I think he also got nominated for Best. He did not win. Uh, but best for supporting actor. But you got Dr. Dre, I think Snoop Dogg's in it. And um, just an incredible, incredible movie that just keeps you on that edge of your seat till the end. Um, and one that I just could not, I just it just found its way in there. I don't know how it made it, but it, it got there in the top yeah. five and it had to be. It, it's, I'm glad it's, it did. Yeah, it's, it's worthy. And there's so many, just like, it's always with these movies, it's the little details. It's the Scott Glenn character. Um, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's the three wise men and that whole the thing. Three like, wise men. It's also in like the, that whole element of like the Russians are after Alonzo. Um, you don't really see him, but it's it's all those little details that really make it uh, what it is. And, and then when you add on to the Denzel performance, so uh, no, that's yeah. that's a that's a good. Uh, I, I, are are you happy with that pick, Tony Five? I'm happy. I'm happy. I think if I went back to it, 
Um, you know, I have some honorable mentions that I think are kind of interchangeable, but I think it deserves based on Denzel's performance. And the last 15 yep. minutes, as crazy as those last 15 minutes are, so good. It's just so good when he walks into that, walks into that project and just takes him out, drags him out. Yeah, it's good. Takes him down. So I, before I forget, <clears throat> my, confuse myself, I have to make my five, my fifth selection. You sure do. And uh, I got to take a deep breath here before I do it. Uh, maybe a drink of water. So um, <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's a star is born. Okay. Yeah. And um, there's been a lot of messaging about this, a lot of talk. Um, I'm hoping Michael doesn't hang up as I keep talking. But uh, look, okay. um, here's, here's all I'm going to break this down. Okay. I like when people take big swings because it's the only way we're going to get the home runs. Bradley Cooper is someone who can hit. He could spend the next 20 years hitting singles and doubles for the rest of his life and just watch his bank account refresh. He doesn't need to do this stuff. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll use this as an example. There is a movie that's out right now called Capone. Everyone familiar with this? Yes. So Tom Hardy is someone at this point when he does something, I'm kind of just in because I know no matter what it is, he's going to try to do something kind of off the wall or, or he's going to take chances is my point. And it might not always work out, but hell, I can't wait to find out if it does. Yeah. And this, and, and, and so in this specific case, I appreciate just the effort to begin with. And then the way they pulled it off, I don't think anyone alive today, in, in any, any A-list star could have pulled this off the way Cooper did. This was how in, you, how do you mean? This was in Leo's camp for a while, years back. This is also rumored to be a Beyonce Will Smith thing years ago. Hmm. Everyone passed on it. And even if they did it, do you think they would star, write, direct in the same role? And also, oh yeah, co-write and perform original music. That is good. So when I see that, I package that all together. Um, I was blown away by this movie. I thought in the first 10 minutes, I completely bought into the idea of this guy as a country music star. I bought into her, obviously. She already has chops, so we know she's going to be good musically, but she was good acting. She, she, I totally bought the role. And um, all that stuff together, I, I wanted them to literally come off the movie set and announce that they're transitioning to these people in real life and they're going to go on tour. Because <laughs> I, I would go, I don't even like concerts and I'd go see them. So, look, I, I've said a lot here. Um, I, I, I love this movie. I'll never apologize for it. It's my number five. Uh, you know, and okay, so I I did rewatch this last night again, and I and I liked it when I first watched it. I didn't like you know hold it in such high regard as as you did. Um, and it is good, it is good, but for me, I mean, we're talking you know the last last twenty years. It just it, it you know maybe I don't appreciate it as much as you do. Um, but, I don't think uh, you do. I don't think you do. <laughs> but uh, but you know it. it it, it might you would you would talk me into making a making it a, in a in a top ten list, but it's it's not on my top. Uh, you know, and, and by the way, if, if, if I could you know talk a little shit, uh, rewatching rewatching it last night, you know, in the first five minutes of that movie. Well, first of all, that that first musical scene is fantastic but but fantastic uh, but, well it's the but, uh, it's the role into this podcast for god's sakes so. yes it is yes it is. <laughs> it, it, it is fantastic uh but bradley cooper's voice really bothers me 
It really bothers me. You mean the Christian Bale Batman voice for two hours? Yeah, it just, it really does bother me. Like, like I, I, I was watching, I was like, God, like, he sounds like, he just sounds dumb to me. Like, yeah. he, he, and anyway, anyway, that's, that's, that's my big, like, kind of takeaway of like, all right, I'm trying, I was like watching it, trying to pick it apart, and you really can't too much, because it is really good, mm-hmm. right. but, but, but that voice really fucking bothered me. Well, yeah. Michael, Michael, I, you don't know this, but they're trying to make him sound a little bit dumb because he's, he's drunk. So that's, that's, that was right. an act, that was his masterful acting, Michael. It was a little over the top. It was a little over the top. Yeah. I, I knew this pick, I knew this pick was coming, Bob. And I just like, for me, it just became, it, it became kind of where I was like in Michael's head, like, like, where would I put this? Where would this be on my list? And I think I got to top 25 because i had been looking at so many movies and I was like, it's definitely the top 25. It's definitely a good movie. I do think that, that Bradley Cooper has, you know, I, I agree with everything you're saying. He doesn't need to do this. It's pretty cool. And, and he pulls it off. But when he is trying to go up against Lady Gaga in terms of like making this music and sounding it with his voice and just like, she just continued, she just blows him out of the water. And I thought she did a better job almost acting in terms of his acting for someone who had never acted, yeah. you know, versus somebody who just learned how to make music and write music and who was an actor. So, you know, there's a little bit of that there where I think he could have just kind of smoothed it out a little bit. Some of those, that's, you know, those the writing of, of the music that he did. Because Lady Gaga yeah. is a superstar. Um, but it's a great movie. It's, it's really good. I just, it's not top five for me. Well, wouldn't you argue too that like, I would, I would argue that training yourself to be a musician in the year is a lot harder to act. I, I would just, I would hundred percent. So, well, let me, let me, let me ask you this too. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned it was in Leo's camp for a minute. Like, what do you think about Leo in that? Role? I just told you what worse. I thought I, I couldn't, he couldn't do it. He, he, look, it would, you don't think here's he'd pull it off. No, here's the thing. It wouldn't be the same thing. He, there's no way he would sing and write music and, and perform it. There's, there's no way. Right, right. And Man, so maybe I, not. I, I just give, I give a little bit of extra credit for like the degree of difficulty in executing well. So you're telling me, Leo couldn't, <laughs> could, couldn't write and sing. I'm saying, I'm saying he could. I'm saying he wouldn't. He learned three chords of the guitar and then he just started partying. And that's really, he went back to Wolf of Wall Street mode and, and that's all he could do. But, uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> exactly. And, uh, and by the way, this is just for Tony. Um, Cause you know, I own the director's cut, Tony. Eddie Vedder, is this Eddie uh, Vedder coming? <laughs> at, um, in, in the director's cut of Star is Born, the opening scene is the full song. Just want to let you know that. Oh, that's that's pretty awesome. Oh, that's wow, pretty awesome. that is cool. Yeah. And he that, did spend a lot of time with, uh, he spent a lot of time with Eddie Vedder too. So that, that definitely scored some points. Oh, yeah, he totally. In terms of figuring out how to, yeah, how to, he, how to he, He's trying to do an Eddie Vedder impersonation, so. Yes, now, yes. Now, now you, you have a crush on Bradley Cooper, is that right? I think at this point I do. Well, no, I, look, I, let's let's be let's be clear. Let's be clear. I have a crush on Jackson Man. Let's just be clear. About it, all right. All right. So just, just knock it off. So uh, he just plays with his hair the whole movie. You know. Yeah. Like cool, I, is a like cool lettuce. I would like to play with that hair. I want that hair. I want that beard. I want it all. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. We've knocked out five for everyone. Of someone jump on their four. I've been talking too long. I'll go four. Um, my four is Dark Knight. And, you know, Christopher Nolan, there was a, a lot of debate internally going on in terms of what what Christopher Nolan movie gets put in the top five because he's so good. 
and so I just good. love everything he does. And it's just like tough to make a case for. I know other people might have some other things on his list, but when I watched The Dark Knight in the movie theater, <laughs> it just I just could not. I couldn't. I was buzzing. I was buzzing for days. And yes. I could not even take that opening sequence. Like the movie could have stopped there and it was just better than anything <laughs> I'd ever seen before. And so I not totally only agree. does it like top every, you know, action and superhero movie that you've ever seen before, then you have just the Nolan aspect of just somebody who just knows, he could take any type of genre and make it into the best thing ever. So he just takes it and makes it into the best thing ever. And it will be, it will go down as the best superhero movie of all time and it definitely deserves i think top five accolades um and heath ledger and you know everything else that we could talk about but dark knight just had to be on this list i totally agree tony i i you know once again han zimmer but uh exactly but 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 but, but i totally agree like you know i mean i know like you know we talked about like you know um real life events you know putting in this or, or you know kind of uh more you know bobby sort of uh you know, viewing um, likes, but this movie is so good. You know, re in the rewatching it, you know what I mean? Like the 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 Heath Ledger stuff, all of that, like co combined with Chris Nolan, it's just you just can't look away when when you watch it. You're just all in. You're just all in, and it just grabs you. And and it's you know from start to finish, uh, it, it has to be on people's top five. I yeah, and it, it is it is on yours, right, Michael? Oh yeah, it's number so, one. Yeah, so yeah, yeah so your alert. Yeah, well, well, that's no, how we're gonna do this, so we don't we're not gonna get to your one and kind of uh, retalk retalk about this. So, um, I said I guess, uh, in kind of what Tony is talking about, kind of eliciting that response where he's just like it's trying to just trying to get you to react, and this is definitely one of those movies that that does that, right? I mean, you're just. This is you're just kind of jaw drop for you know a good two, couple hours. Um, so yeah, gr great movie, and, and it was hard for me to not put Nolan. I don't think I have a Nolan movie on here, um, and it's I, I, I struggled with that a little bit, uh, just like not including specific directors because it's like these are the best movies. These are my favorite movies, but we'll get to that. Um, so Dark Knight for you. Um, anything to anything to add on Dark Knight for anyone? No, well, I just, yeah, I don't know. The, I think the, he. The, you know, the Heath Ledger, the, yeah. the Heath Ledger piece was. I just think there's there's pieces of this movie that will that will just stand the test of time. We're always going to come back to Heath Ledger, you know. Yeah. Even like it was filmed in Chicago, so there's just like some things going on in the city that just kind of made the experience in general just something that I'll always remember. And I think you just like you could start this movie at any point, and you're just not going to stop watching it. And I just think you know you might not. And going back to the Nolan piece, like you know, Interstellar is great, and that's Zimmer, and like Inception is even better, and like. I don't know, you can make an argument for that to be on the, on a top five anywhere and I wouldn't disagree, but you go back to this Nolan film and I just think like, this is the most watchable and best. And that's why I think it had to be on the list for me. And, and you know, you know, people, you don't, I, I don't think you have to be a comic book, uh, you know, fan or, or, a, or a superhero movie fan. I think this holds up to to just uh, just a movie, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, like it's it's just so good. The story's good, the whole Joker stuff. Nicholson played Joker and that, that was good, but this is a totally totally different take. It's more gritty and uh, I think, you know, I think anyone that likes movies, you know, this this will hold up regardless of your superhero movie, you know, um, likes or dislikes. 
it definitely transcends the genre for sure. Um, and, and are you ready? Uh, you ready for a hot take? We're ready. Um, I'm not ready. Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> Dark Knight Rises is my favorite of this trilogy. Sorry. Dark wow. Knight Rises. You like wow. it better. You like it better than the Dark Knight. It's my favorite. It's my favorite one of the trilogy. I'm sorry. That's, that's, that's... Can you explain yeah. that? It's, yeah. I, I think I think I enjoy. I think I like Tom Hardy. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, no, I think I, I think I like the idea that like like I had those comic books, so I had the comic book of like uh, you know him Bane. Bane Bane breaking his back and all that stuff. So like I I like the uh, the interpretation. I, I like that villain better a little bit. Not better. I just like the fact uh. that he can kick the shit out of Batman. Sometimes when I watch the Joker stuff, I'm like, okay, I get it. He's diabolical and he's crazy, but like Batman's just gonna put this guy in a mayonnaise jar and be done with him if he ever gets his hands on him. So it's just kind of like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. And that doesn't just go with that Dark Knight. That's just kind of that villain in general. So, but Bane is like a guy, dude, he can crush him. And it's, 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 uh, it was cool to see that and like the whole cave thing. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Um, I don't know. I just, I find myself watching that movie more. Uh, I, I don't know why. Uh, I, I, I like, take. I, yeah. Look, I, I said it was hot. I, I don't know if it's bad. But it's... Well, I just said it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> you really All like right. Tom Hardy too. You just like that thing for Tom Hardy. It's like, it, I, him, him over uh, Bradford, or what's what? What is it? Uh, I get that's another pod. That's another pod. Yeah, Bradley <laughs> Cooper. <laughs> yeah. Cooper. Yeah. yeah, Bradford. Um. All right. All right. So. Um, yeah. Uh. So, Michael, did you give your four? I didn't, I didn't, and, uh, and and that was my late entry, right, that was before Whiplash, right, and, like, I remember watching it when it first came out, I think it was 2014, right, and I was like, wow, that's really good, and and then I had talked to you, Bobby, the last couple of weeks, and we were talking, you, you were bringing up Whiplash, and you and Tony were talking about Whiplash, and you rewatched it, and, and so I watched it last night, and I was like, oh, my God, that's right, this movie, and, and, and like, <laughs> and it stuck with me. You know, I watched it, I think, I don't know, yesterday from three to five or something like that. And then throughout the, the night, I'm like, I'm thinking of re- revisiting like those scenes in my head and and just how good it was, you know, and, and, and how good the performance was. I'm not a big, I'm not a big Miles Teller guy. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that right now. I was going to ask that. <laughs> I, I think I think that was the like weak link, even though it's a big weak link because he was like, you know, the I guess the, the main character. But Whiplash and the music is great, for God's sakes. You, you know, uh, mm-hmm. like like the jazz music that like, of course, I'm not familiar with at all. But when you watch a movie, you know, with that in it, you're just like, oh, yeah, this is really cool. Like, you know, all all that's cool. And, and like the. Uh, J.K. Simmons' performance is obviously he won the Academy Award, and the the kind of like perfection, you know, with when the characters just strive for perfection uh, at, at all costs, you know, it's it's really cool, and um, and to see what lengths he goes to get the perfection, he's like a maniac and throwing symbols and chairs and and uh, and so it snuck in for me. It it, it, it snuck in. You guys almost almost talked me into it which which i'm fine with um, <laughs> yeah, I, I i am i am fine with that you know what i mean this is why we kind of have these discussions to where i can revisit that and go all right you know what i mean like like that that deserves a spot you know and and it was you know obviously it's not it's not like a uh, you know 
a comic book movie or something that couldn't happen. Like this is something that could happen. You know, sure. This wasn't like this wasn't a true story, was it? No, no, no it was but not. It, but, but it is. Movies, <laughs> but, it, but, but it's one of those movies that that was a, uh, you know, it's a story of of like this could happen. It's real life stuff. It's current, you know, current time stuff. It's not, you know, back in like, you know, togas and sandals like Gladiator. It was, you know, right now. Um, and and I if, and I got a, a reappreciation for it last night. You know, and 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 that that I'll tell you who what what movie it bumped out for me. Um, as Ooh. we go on, it's. It bumped out No Country for Old Men for me, mm, okay. um, mm-hmm. which is super controversial if you talk to certain people, I suppose. Um, but but it did. Um, so how say you? Well, Whiplash. Um, uh, Whiplash. well, I, I just want to say, I'll let Tony go before that. It is a true story if you played basketball in Indiana in the late 80s, early 90s. So it, it's, <laughs> it's an absolutely true story. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Whiplash is my number one, and I just, I cannot get enough of this movie. It's like, you know, this is where I think in terms of the, my criteria, just the movie that I can't stop watching. I watch this movie all the time. Um, I think partly just, there's just not one second wasted in this movie at yeah. all. Like, there's nothing I could take yeah. out of it. I think it's got one of the best endings of a movie ever. Like, I just don't know if we just talked about, like, what, how the best ending of a movie ever, like, it just has it. It's just like it, the way it ends. Those last ten minutes are absolutely incredible. Agreed. Um, and um, and I think there's so much discussion that I've generated with other people and just myself in terms of like what it takes to be great. And everybody wants to strive to be great and like the right. road to to getting to that. And so is Fletcher. Like you know he's a bad guy and like he does terrible things, but he also like you feel for him and you also like almost back his decisions at times. And then you think about people like Tiger Woods and those stories about like. Who would people be without a Fletcher in their lives? And then I think, I think it was always going to be in the top five. But what makes this number one for me is the fact that Birdman wins in the Oscars this year, which is <laughs> the biggest blunder and the first time where I was just like had lost all faith in the way that they make decisions, and I just never have recovered. And I just I think like I'll always promote this movie because Birdman won the Oscars <laughs> that year, and I don't understand it. And I'll never understand it. And it's just clearly better. And there were other better movies that year, too, that should have won. Um, but Whiplash is my number one and one of the best movies I think of all time. Uh, yeah, it's almost out of spite now that you're like, yeah. yeah. It's getting a little angry, you know, like there's how, part of that. How dare you? How yeah. dare you? Um, it could have been five. <laughs> right. So, yeah, um, five five nominations, uh, three wins, including uh, JK, obviously, which was uh, the, kind of the stole the show there. Um, yeah. And uh, it's also my number one as well. Uh, I've talked with Tony about this. He made a lot of points that I would have made about just, again, listening to that response, this is such a thought-provoking movie about, you know, what what determines greatness. Can it be procured by, like, a, a, a teacher or a mentor or a coach? Or is it something that just comes within? I think when we watched, like, a, I think a, a relevant thing right now is the Last Dance, right, the MJ doc. Hmm. And I think no matter what, I think we learn about Jordan, like, no matter where he went with him, he was always, we were going to hear from him. It didn't matter who, who his coach was. That all came from within for the most part. Yeah, he had to get the help eventually to get him over the top. But no matter what, to me, I don't think that was something where like, oh, Phil Jackson brought him to another level. Like that dude was just driven in a way where um, like in this movie where we see we see him sit down with his girlfriend, that scene where he's just like, oh hey. Oh my God, it's so good. 
He's like, hey, uh, okay. you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna disparage, you're gonna be detrimental to my quest of greatness. So I can't be with you. And by the way, that's a that's a page out of the real life story of Tiger Woods. That happened with him and his high school girlfriend, where they basically, like, I don't know if the family or it was him, they kind of sent her a letter at one point and just said, it's done. Mm. So uh, it's 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 crazy, but like, in a way, I, I think about Jordan or Tiger, like in order to get where they got, they kind of have to be insane in some way. And this kid clearly at some point is turning over. He's, he kind of flips a switch and has become, I want this more than anything. Nothing's in my way. I'm crazy. And that's, um, it, it's, it's amazing to watch. So, um, yeah, I, I love this movie. It's my number one. And also uh, one thing I want to mention about it that I think does really well, uh, Tony, do you know who the director is here? Yeah. Uh, Damien Chazelle. Chazelle. So, La, La, La La Land guy. Yeah, so, and I think one thing that when, you, when you're really a sign of really good success, when you're making a movie like this, is kind of giving this inside look to this very specific community that you know yeah. nothing about, but you all of a sudden feel like you know everything about. Yeah, um, like, yeah. Like, like Bull Durham does that with minor league baseball. Like, you just, like, all of a sudden you have this inside look at, uh, like, what this is like in this, in this weird little town. Um, and, and you feel like, you feel like you're there. You feel like you're part of it. And so I know nothing about, you know, big time college orchestra band, but watching this movie, you feel like there's all these different dynamics. There's this Schaefer has his level. They start out at the other teachers thing and it's kind of like the B squad and you're kind of like, okay, yeah. here we go. And it, I think when you can really kind of uh, depict that well, it's a, a great sign of success. And uh, they did that really well here. Um, and, and Tony, do you know anything about the director? Did he, was he in some sort of college? He manager? did. Yeah. He had some background in jazz. It was based off of some of his own experiences and, you know, he's got that music background, which is, I think is the La La Land, but he's generally, I think pretty new on the scene. I think he's, to my knowledge, he's done those two movies. And then, um, that Gosling, uh, Neil Armstrong, first, first, first man. man. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah. Um, yeah. And, and can, that makes sense. Can Go we ahead, talk buddy. about Miles Keller? My, yeah. was, in my notes, I, I said, Miles Teller, good, question mark. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I just kept thinking, and, and I don't have an answer. Maybe you guys do. Like, you know, I, I try to go, okay, if I take him out and plug in, you know, fill in the blank. A lot of people. Know, but who? Oh, I, you could you could plug in Zach Efron, I think. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, that's, well, that's interesting. That's he. He might be too pretty, but 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 maybe yeah. Like that's that's not a bad call. I, I was thinking like for some reason like like Shia LaBeouf would he would yeah. he like o would he overact too much? I don't know. Plug yeah. in plug, plug in Michael B. Jordan for all I care. I don't know. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. I think he was he was good in it. I think the, I didn't. I I think I laughed at when at the I'm upset scene. I just think that's the only <laughs> thing where I was just like he really's not pulling this off. It's the I'm upset. Um, but he's fine. He's not, he's not blowing me away in it, but he's just, everything else is just good enough where I just think it, it just can be carried. And then you got Paul Reiser. So, you know, I don't think like yeah. his, his dad will, his, his dad makes a man out of his son. That's what happens uh, in that movie. Just a little puss dad. Oh man. That was, and Jake, well, the thing is too, is like, they don't blow you away, but JK blows everything away in every scene. He does. Well, um, yeah, I mean, obviously he, like, I mean, without that performance, like, like this movie wouldn't resonate with, with me as it did. You know none of I mean? yeah, it, yeah, not it, at it all. It just, it, I, and I don't know if, like, someone else would have done that. I'm sure, like, there, you could find other people to, to pull that intense role off. But seeing, you know, J.K. Simmons from, you know, from, from Oz or, like, the, like, Allstate commercials or whatever, um, <laughs> 
you know, and then you see him like do that, you're like, yo, this guy's good. Like, holy He's got shit. It. Like, yes. yeah, like it was, it was, a, it was fantastic because of that for me. Yeah. Yep. Um, he, he definitely wins the movie. Uh, and just before we move on from Miles Teller, I know we're all looking forward to his depiction of Bradley oh, Rooster. Bradley Rooster Bradshaw, Goose's son, Top Gun Maverick. Films. Oh, my God. Just wanted, wanted to get that out there. Um, I, know, and, uh, I know. And, and also, I think one more point I want to make about this movie before we move on. I, we spent a lot of time on it, but it's in all of our lists. Um, we complain about this in every movie. This movie doesn't do it. The pace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The pace in the one hour, 46 minute time is perfect. It is. Perfect. It is. It, it, Nothing like, wasted. When, when I, right. when, yeah, it's like, like Tony said, there wasn't a moment that was kind of like, you could throw this away or throw that away. It was just, it just kept moving. And, you know, as you said, Bobby, the pace, you know, like I, I find watching movies, you know, in the last few years, like with that in mind, like, like the pace and the pace and the pace to where every scene is just clicking and clicking and it all is important to like the story and uh and you're 100 percent right you, you know the the runtime and the pace you just it, it was almost like perfect yeah i i, I just um somebody just noted because i think everything we're going to talk about is like that's yeah, probably 20 minutes too long so um so i i gotta give my number for you um unless does anyone have anything to add you got here go yep, number four okay this is a tough one for me um I, I'll, I'll be honest. I threw I threw a Star Is Born in there almost to be cheeky because I can't stop talking about it, and I had some things <laughs> out of my chest. This is one where I kind of wanted to get. There was a few movies I was uh, juggling, but I ended up going with Spotlight. Um, we all we all know what it's about. Um, six nominations, two wins, Best Picture and Screenplay in 2015. Um, look, again, we all know what it is, what the story is about. And it's not, this is my thing with this. And this is where the human behavior fascination uh, comes in with me is it's not about what happened. It's about how, how could this happen? And there's one scene that breaks it completely down and it's in the bar when Michael Keaton, he's a Robbie Robertson. He's going to meet some like city council guy at the very last part. Who's trying to kind of nudge him and stronger him and get him like, don't do this. Don't do this. And he kind of just says to him, you know, Hey, Liam Schreiber, he says, is his boss. He says, uh, Marty Baron, you know, he's gonna, he's come here from Florida. He's gonna use this to like big his profile. And he's gonna go on to Washington DC. And he just says to Rob, he goes, where are you gonna go? And that's the whole point to me. And about, cause we think about, well, how could this happen? And when you think about it like that, and you think about the human instincts and all our, just kind of what we're motivated by and self-preservation, about 97, 98 people in Michael Keaton's position how, they, they probably wouldn't go forward, right? Because mm-hmm. it, they're not just—they're not just working at this job. They're living in this community. They're—they have kids. They are on soccer teams, and you know, like they, they go to church together. All this stuff, and to go against this institution that is—it's not just—it—it it, it is the community, right? Like it's like a—it's like a college university, right? These universities are the towns. So you understand, we see all these—not this same scandal, but other scandals that happen in all these communities that operate very insularly and they have these existences that where they kind of widely go unchecked a lot. Um, you can see how it could happen. And it's almost like, of course it would happen like this because no one's willing to rock the boat. And unfortunately in our, in our society, it's the exception, not the rule that most people, they don't want to do it because they're not just, they're risking their own lives and their own reputations. If it doesn't work out well, someone like Michael Keaton has to leave town. Their, their career is temporarily probably ruined. So, um, I, I think it's just 
human behavior side of it, I, I think is fascinating. And I think it's, you know, kind of going back to that thing where it elicits a response and kind of conveys a message. Like you watch this movie and it, it, you see kind of the difference they make and the difference that uh, article makes. It's, um, it, it's, it's amazing. Um, and I think it's just a really, uh, it's, and again, it's not just about what it's about. It's a good movie. Like it's well done. Um, and I, I think it's, uh, it's very notable and the lessons about it are still notable to stuff going on uh, right now. And who, who can't get enough of John Slattery and his that silver fox hair? <laughs> Sta- Stanley Tucci, no one's going to complain about him. Billy Crudup makes a drive-by here. Uh, and you got, you got Mick Adams. So, um, you know, and I, I'm, I think I'm kind of a sucker for maybe newsroom movies in general. And I know, Michael, one of your favorites is State of Play, another one. So, um, anyway, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll let you guys uh, respond to that if, if you want to respond to that. Yeah, the only thing I would say is that this is like, for it's a great movie and it's the story makes the movie like i just kind of looking at other you know and trying to whittle it down to, to top five i'm just saying like this story was just so crazy that that is the movie the story is the movie and it's crazy mm-hmm. that this happened but like mark ruffalo's performance isn't necessarily blowing me away to the point where i'm like wow that was just <laughs> out of control and i love michael keaton but it's just like he's great in whatever he does um i did read something i remember when it came out and I was like really trying to figure out what had happened. And somebody had said they'd done all this research and it's about 70, 75% accurate, which is like insane. The fact that it's even that high <laughs> in terms of its accuracy is, is crazy. But I'd say like, yeah, it belongs, it belongs definitely up there. And I think the question becomes like, what do these movies do for, for people who watch them? You know, like would people read the articles in the newspaper? You know, do I really, would I have known anything about Spotlight by just reading the stuff out of like CNN or whatever? I think I need these movies in order to really understand how things function because they're done in a way so well that allows me to like really wrap my mind around them. Yeah, it's a two, it's a two hour winner that kind of just encapsulates, encapsulates the whole story for you in a, in right. a digestible way. Right. Um, well, I'll tell you what, so as I'm looking through the uh, lists online, you know, people's lists of like the best movies of the 21st century last night, this this popped up and uh, and uh, to be honest, I have never seen this movie. Okay. <laughs> I, I, so I, so not, I not a lot to add? <laughs> yeah. well, 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 the only thing I, I have to add, you know, is, is, is that um, I have to watch it tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like that's that's what I like when I saw your list and when I saw like the the, the list I was looking online, I was like, all right. I'm like, well, you know, like obviously I trust your guys' opinion on on things, too, as much as I'll I'll make fun of some of them. Um, uh, So tonight, like it's got to be it's got to be viewed. So it's got to be seen. Yep. Well, well done. You have uh, turned me on to a new movie, which is what I, I look for every time we talk. I'm like, what have you watched? What's new? You know what I mean? So. The fact right. that it's in your your goddamn you know top five of the twenty first century, uh, well, <laughs> got, gotta watch it tonight. Well, and I, I know I I haven't been of much help lately with Capone, so you know. <laughs> I, uh, um, <laughs> no. uh, um, well, and let me just say uh, say this too is kind of like when I was talking about Aaron Brockovich, right? If and you wouldn't believe this unless it was real. Right. If someone made a movie about this. It was fiction. You go, oh, that just wouldn't happen. Right. So it's right. that's why the real the real life is always more fascinating to me. Um, yeah. So I, I uh, it, it's a really good movie. Um, and I think is that are we done with the round of four? Round done of with four is done. done. All right. So someone jump in with their third. All I've, right. already done, I've already done mine. Mine's Gladiator. So I'm out. OK. 
I'll go three. So this is a good one for me. It's uh, my number three is Kill Bill, which I don't know if we can. I don't know if we can argue that because it was made in a single production. If I can loop in one and two, but went really around. It thought a lot about Quentin Tarantino, and I'm surprised to hear you're will be interested to hear if, if any of his movies made it on this list. Um, but he had just finished Pulp Fiction in '94. Then Jackie Brown comes out in '97, and after those movies, like. Quentin Tarantino, what we know about him and what we care about him really doesn't kind of happen until after Jackie Brown. So six years later, then Kill Bill comes out and it really did. It, it blew me away. It was something that was completely different, something that to me had never been done. I remember that was I think we made Bobby, you and I, maybe Michael was there, too. Like we saw that in the theater that that volume one. And I remember leaving that being like, I will pay so much money to watch volume two right now. Like they leave you on this cliffhanger. <laughs> and I was just like the way that that movie ended, I was like, I just need to see it now. And I had to wait like a whole year to watch it. Um, Quentin Tarantino's great. He's always been one of my favorites. If you could go down, like I really debated like Inglorious Bastards or right. even Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I know would be probably a little bit more out there to, to consider, but he's got a lot of good movies that come out in the 21st century. Um, but Kill Bill just, I thought was, you know, put together in a way that I think is something that was different Something that you see more of what of the, his influence through Kill Bill in his later films that you don't see before Kill Bill. So I think yeah. it kind of like started started it in terms of like what's what's Quentin Tarantino and Tarantonian um, in his 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 movies after this. So it's just something that I, I've watched it a million times, and partly it's like because of my age and when it came out, there's some distinction there. But just an incredible movie. I thought both were great. It needs to be considered as a package and. Um, I really had to include Tarantino in some way on my top five, I felt like, based on what he's done. Yeah, I, uh, I, that was, what, again, what I struggled with. I struggled putting these movies in over, you know, spotlight for what I already talked about. But um, this is one of Tarantino's all-time, all-timers, in my opinion, for sure. I, I was think so, late, yeah. I was late to the game. I think I actually saw this at uh, a college house with you for the first time. And I did have two available. And I said, fire that up right now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, this is uh, one of his all-timers for sure. Uh, Michael, what say you? Well, it was on my list. Uh, it's the honorable mention. Uh, I just, like, you know, I remember I texted you guys yesterday. I was like, is there a Tarantino movie on, on anyone's list? You know, and Tony said yes. And uh, I, I went back and forth with putting this on the list. I mean, it's. It's cool to see, you know, Tarantino obviously loves martial arts, mm -hmm. uh, and, and and it was really cool the the ensemble cast that that uh, he always has, you know, in, in his movies, you know, like with Madsen and then the Daryl Hannah's out of the, you know, the, you know, out of nowhere. Um, I thought I, I mean, it's it's so good, and it was such a movie to where I hadn't seen a movie just like, like that at all, you know, in like right. modern times you know like the martial art vibe to it and like you know it's a, it's a cool revenge revenge story um and uh it, it, you know i'm i'm glad it, it made someone's list it, it deserves to be on a top five list it just didn't make mine yeah okay um yeah and uh real quickly i'm gonna sneak a few of these in here because i i did the work and i kind of forgot as we're talking um uh tarantino net worth guess hmm 500 million I'll take the I'll take the over. Do you have any specific guess, Tony? I'll do um, I'll do six sixty. Okay, you guys overshot. They're uh, one twenty for Tarantino. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right, let's go. Let's go to Uma Thurman. Guesses. Uh, 
Well, now I'm going to go low. I'm going to go like 50, 50 million. I'm going to – Uma Thurman net worth. I will go because of like his Tarantino stuff too. Um, I'll go. I'll go fifty. Yeah. So based on a couple of sources, it was either forty-five or one twenty. I'm more inclined to go with forty-five. So you guys are close there. And um, a couple more from this movie: uh, David Carradine. Net worth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say. I mean, gosh, there's such like a history of him before this movie. Uh, I'll still say like five million. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go higher and probably go 10. Okay. So um, I don't know if this is because he's passed away, but uh, it's 500K. Okay. <laughs> I was okay. so shocked to see that. I was like, all right. So uh, Michael Madsen. God, uh, I'm going to say 27. I, I was going to say less than 20. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go 14. All right, 10. 10 is a number. Uh, so, mm. okay. I'm going to mix some more in there as we go along. But uh, wow. uh, Tony, you are good at number three. That was three. That was three, yep. Three. And I, I'm Gladiator, Michael, you're three. Uh, well, I, um, you know, as we're talking about, you know, are we going to have a, a, a Tarantino in our, in our top five? I had the same sort of discussion with myself of, like, is there going to be a Scorsese top, top five? And mm-hmm. uh, I... I, I did it and went uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Yes. Um, which, you know, I mean, like, there's, you know, everyone's kind of seen it and everyone talked about it and uh, Leo's performance. And, you know, it is a true story. How much is, is true? I don't know, you know, you know how much is, is 100% accurate, but I bet it's pretty high. And I know Leo and he had bought the right to this trying to get it made for such a long time and then finally did it and and it's just it's a fun movie for for guys especially you know it's it's just like just guys just like acting crazy millions of dollars being you know exchanged and uh and in you know obviously like the music and and <laughs> jo- uh, jonah hill's performance is insane i think he was nominated wasn't he I, I believe so. Yeah, I think so too. Um, uh, yeah, it's 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 just too good. And and every time I turn it on, like it's you know I'm just like oh I'm all in. Uh, however, it's probably too long. You could probably sh- shave some time out of that movie. Um, yeah. and, and then obviously you, you know you gotta if you talk about Wall Street and like all the antics and all like the, the office scenes, like you know <laughs> how how just crazy those 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 guys were uh you also have to talk about uh margot robbie mm-hmm. yep yep you know I, I she burst on the scene in this movie quite and, the debut and holy shit you know uh not to get lewd but you know there's there's a couple of scenes you're just like oh okay rock margot robbie who is this broad yep. and it's and and it's awesome great yeah. acting so, so you, so you know, you know, Scorsese and Leo teaming up again, you know, it's it's just, it just deserves to be on, on a top five list. It's it's just it's it's all fun, you, you know. It's um, so good. It's such a good movie. Leo is is just it just like goes to show you like how incredible Leo is when you watch like Wolf of Wall Street and you start comparing and thinking about his other roles. Like he just brings something to to every movie that he does and this one is like he's the funnest to watch in this um 
And I, I took a lot of time considering Scorsese, like, and I looked through, you know, the 21st century, his movies, like, you got The Departed in there and Gangs of New York. Yeah. Those were the kind of ones yeah. that were going in my mind. But The Wolf of Wall Street is just the funnest. It's just, and it's just so good. And I think it's the most watchable. Um, and I, I don't deny it being on anyone's top five list. I think it's great. Um, it's just, you know, I, I would say the length, it was a long movie, you know, like it's just a long yeah. movie, but um, I don't think that detracts. I think it would, that's not what would like take it off my list. Um, but I was trying to decide like, is that the best of the 21st century? And I think it is. I think it has to be because of Leo's performance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this is also like Scorsese. This is like a, a Martin Scorgasm. Cause this is just <laughs> yeah. every every little hit, every little every little ace up his sleeve, every little technique he's got, it's all thrown into this on steroids, and it's just it's this um, it's just this like you know drug alcohol fueled thing for for two and a half hours, and um, the amount of drugs and alcohol this guy is doing is um, insane, and uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's just a lot of fun. It's a very fun movie, and yeah. I know they're doing I know they're doing horrible things, but um. You know, I kind of, I kind of choose to kind of put that aside for uh, a couple hours and just take it for what it is. You know, this is a bunch of super rich young guys who are uh, have zero morality, and this is probably how it would go in one way or another. So, it's true. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. In, in a vintage Scorsese, great Scorsese. Uh, love yeah, it. Yeah, breaking, breaking the fourth wall with like you know how uh, you know how he, he talks to the camera. You know how uh, how Ray Liotta did in Goodfellas and all that shit. It's just all Scorsese. And it's, it's true. Just, it's it's just great. Yeah, um, and it can't it can't be can't talk about it without mentioning McConaughey. Yeah. <laughs> no, we cannot. <laughs> McConaughey like went to another level and just like created this own little I mean this is like the chant now at sports games you know I mean like people people love this <laughs> little little routine now it's it's so funny and uh, he was um, he was amazing for the little short time he was in there so uh, just a, just one of those unbelievable little cameos and that and before so that that wraps up round three I believe it does yeah okay and before we get to a two selection, I just want to mention, I forgot to mention something about Whiplash. Kobe Bryant, like, reached out to Miles Teller and was like, that's, like, what I'm taught. That's the mama mentality. That's what I want it to be. That's Is that awesome. right? So just to let you, just to kind of connect, you know, this Tiger Woods mentality, like, you know, Kobe, like. Yeah, this is what these guys what are like. What it takes. Yeah. yeah. This is what it is. So, okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, so there's that. Would someone like to offer number two? Tony, you're up. All right. This, I think this is my last pick, too, because number one was Whiplash. So my number two is Get Out. It's that Jordan Peele, yeah. Peele movie, horror movie. Um, I just uh, – I love Jordan Peele. I love him even more now. Like, the guy, I just think his, his whole history is awesome. And to see him, like, be in that comedy world and then make such a, a movie that's literally so cool. Um, and when I saw Get Out, I remember hearing about it. It, it took me a while to see it. I didn't see it until it came out on video and people kept talking about it. I didn't even know what it was. I didn't know who had directed it or who wrote it, anything about it. And then after watching it, just fell in love with Jordan Peele and just the way that he put this movie together. I just think there's, I've seen it probably six or seven times. There's just an answer for everything. So the first time you see it, I think it's just a cool movie. And then the second time you just start to understand why like, you know, Georgina starts, like tear comes down her eye and the running was so weird. I thought the runner, like his, the, the grandpa running and you just kind of figure out all the little pieces 
Um, even I read something too about like when she eats the Fruit Loops at the end and she eats them dry and then there's a glass of milk, it's because the coloreds can't mix with the whites and, and you just start like, there's so Jesus. many layers, so many wow. layers to this movie that I kept figuring out about. And you got, you know, in his best role since Billy Madison, you got Bradley Whitford, you know, just, just hanging <laughs> doing his thing. Um, and, yeah. and he was awesome in it. Um, but I just thought, you know, I, and I love us too. Like, I just like anything he does. I just think he's very smart. Um, and I just think there's something about the feel of this movie where I, I just, I, I think anybody can watch it and enjoy it. It's a good horror movie for that genre, for people who don't even like them, but it also stands alone. It's like got a mystery element and it just kept coming back. Like, I just felt like, you know, when I was trying to build this list, I was just like, man, I can't forget about this movie. I just love it so much. And it's number two on my list. I don't know what you guys think about it, but it's number two. Well, yeah, I, is it I, as I good as shape? It. Is it as good as shape of water? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead, Michael. Sorry. Well, no, I, uh, I, I thought about this this movie as well, and you know, it, you know, as far as like this like horror thriller sort of movie, and, and it just like you know, watching like it's just a story. I don't know if did Jordan Peele write this movie? Yes, wrote and directed. Yeah, like, yeah. like you know, as far as just like you know, watching a movie that that's not a true story, that, that that's just like, you're watching just this, this original thought, and it was just like, it, it just blew me away, you, you know, like how like, how like suspenseful it was, and like you're trying to figure it all out, and and it, it, it was one that was uh, definitely so unique in that way, um, that you're just kind of wrapped up in this like in this crazy world for two hours and and you just buy in and, and you know it was one of those like leaving the theater um you know i was like holy shit and like i remember talking to whoever i was with i'm like that was fucking awesome and, you, you know you just had that feeling it just gave you that feeling leaving the theater yeah yeah they're different so they're they're very different movies what i'm about to say these two movies but um in terms of the suspense building and the the sequencing and the kind of revealing stuff, it kind of has the same feel of like No Country for Old Men, right? You're kind of like, what's going on? <laughs> like, you're kind of just like, yeah. you don't don't yeah. know like what exactly. You know something's going on. Um, and obviously No Country for Old Men, you know there's a crime and everything, but there's just there's all, the way they sequence it, the way they reveal certain things at certain times. You're just kind of like, okay, uh huh, okay. So it's uh really cool and also it kind of like similar to Wolf. This movie just had that ability to capture like, like pop culture in a weird way, um, yeah. where like you know the, the gifts, the sunken place, mm -hmm. um, all all that stuff kind of it, it kind of adds to it for me. I, I just think it makes it kind of uh, more more enjoyable. And I think like you said, it's not it's not a real story, but it's a very original like fiction story. That's yeah, you know man. where we're we're kind of I mean who are we kidding? We're, we're running out of ideas. I think we all know that. So um, yeah, with the movies come up with like this like this like original idea you, you know like it, and it just kind of like takes you takes you out of that sort of like reality kind of vibe um and, and you, you just you leave, leave the theater leave watching it at home and it's just it's so enjoyable you know it's just it's so entertaining and in, in just in a, in a way that like it's not real it's not like terribly heavy but it does have like some like kind of like real race sort of tones to it that, that you're yeah. like holy shit like you know so it's it's really really done well and and i agree with tony you know jordan peele you're just kind of all in yeah 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 he's great also and to go with the whiplash thing that i was talking about it was one of the greatest years in the you know 2010s 
um, for the Oscar nominations. And I, I forget exactly what was on this list, but I know Dunkirk was, and I know yeah. Phantom. You had a Daniel Day-Lewis, that Phantom Thread, and and then Shape of Water wins. And it just like, again, <laughs> yeah, just, just drives me. <laughs> <laughs> insane to no end and so I just no, like, I agree these movies where I just like I don't understand what's going on um, and I just think it deserves a lot more credit than it's given Shape of yeah, Water might Shape of Water might be the least deserving nomination on that list so um, <laughs> it's, it's so comical uh, I, I just don't get it I have seen it I've seen I, it I, I have seen it yes yeah I, 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 I don't like, get I, it I, I refuse to like, even, okay. even like waste my hours like no yeah, fucking not, way yeah, I, I don't want to go on about Shape of Water. I don't think it's bad, but, uh, you know, I just, it's it's so weird to see all these movies up against it. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing? All right. Um, all right. So real quick, though, before we move to the next one, um, net worth Daniel Kalua. Who is um, Daniel Kalua? He's the black guy in Get Out. Yeah. He's the main guy. Um, yep. His net worth? 17. No fucking way. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sit. <laughs> Six million dollars. So it looks like it's five to fifteen based on um, no, well, sources. Both right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Bradley, Bradley Whitford. Oh, that's a good one. Um, Ten. Twenty-five. Ten. Eleven. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's let's backtrack a little bit to uh, Jonah Hill. Oh, that's good. Um, Thirty-five. Forty-five. Tony. Thirty-five. Fifty. Wow. Yeah. And then uh, wow. Mar- Margot Robbie. She just kind of started. Twenty, um, twenty-five, maybe less. I'll, yeah, I'll do, I'll do seventeen. Twenty-two. Okay. You, you guys are actually like kind of staying on decent. Uh, you're not not bad. Uh, Marty Scorsese. Hmm. Three hundred. Uh, I'll go uh, three. Less. I was gonna go higher. So I'll go so three thirty. Google says a hundred. Yeah, what? it might be less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't. I don't get that. Uh, that doesn't make sense to me. Chris, Christian Bale. Bale. One fifty. Uh, eighty. So it says eighty to one hundred twenty. Okay. Um, and then uh, just one more here. My boy, Tom Hardy. <laughs> fifty. Uh, yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna go like forty-four. Thirty. Yeah. Yeah, he's okay. he's he's picking those really like rigid indie films, guys. You know, he's got a, he, he's niche. he's trying he's trying to keep it real, guys. Those niche real. those niche acting jobs right there, like Capote. Yeah. All right, um, who needs to give uh, a two? I need to give two, and uh, and obviously, um, you know, we're gonna talk uh, Chris Nolan, Hans Zimmer, your boy, um, Tom Hardy. Um, and it's uh, in Inception for me. Yes. Uh, now, you know, now this is talking about a movie that like takes you in a in a world that like it is totally unplausible, and you uh, you almost have no idea what's going on, um, and, and you're kind of thrust in this like make believe world. Um, but because no one's doing it, Leo. You know, and then um, what's his name? Joseph Gordon-Levitt. You know, Ellen Page, whatever. Uh, you know, I had to watch this movie. You know, probably five or six times to really almost grasp it. Sure. Um, you know, um, but but I but I didn't mind watching it five or six or ten or twenty times because it was so captivating. 
that it made it made my two. I I just rewatched it again. I think maybe last month. It's on Netflix, and I I, I mm-hmm. dialed it up, and and it is you know it is it's a total make believe sort of thing. It could never happen. We're in dreams, set of dreams, and dreams and dreams, <laughs> and, and, and 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 it's like what the hell is going on? But once you kind of get it, like you know, like what's kind of going on, like it is it is a must watch and like you can't you can't take your eyes off it um, yeah it is and and what nolan does too and, and michael because you're talking about like yeah it's not real but he's so good at with the concept of like suspension of disbelief that after a while yes. you're just like all right i all right this this is plausible <laughs> and, and he does it <laughs> and, and he does it in a way where like it's not like it's it's not like it's super complex he kind of can make it you know understandable and it's not like and also in that movie specifically you're so distracted because the aesthetically it's so awesome to look at. Uh, that right. You're just like, this is awesome. This is just cool. So you kind of get, you kind of just stop thinking about that. You go, okay, this is cool. So yeah, th- th- this was a, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I love this movie as well. Um, Tony, you said. Yeah, I was surprised it wasn't. I was kind of expecting this to see on Bob's list because I know I know that you love this movie and and it is incredible. I would say the, you know, one of the things that hasn't been said is that it's a long movie. It's two hundred two and a half hours about. And it's I would a, say. The pace is actually very appropriate. I remember watching this, and I, I also saw it on Netflix recently. Like, you start that movie, and you finish it, and I feel like it's got that whiplash pace for two and a half hours, which I think is very difficult to do. Um, but one thing he does, he always has an answer. Like, for as confusing as that movie can be, like, he's he's thought about it all, and he has an answer for everything, whereas, like, you can't get through training day and, and, and like, understand how the last 15 minutes work without just <laughs> accepting that it's crazy but this in this crazy dream within a dream world you can get answers because he just thinks about all the angles and it's that right. fascinating i think you keep watching it and you still learn something that's going on that you didn't really figure out before so like it's just um it's very complex it's very well acted it's visually stunning um and it's just nolan it's just it's just nolan man he just makes me excited for tenant and just like what's to come yeah this is a great movie what? Yeah, oh God! I, I, go, I go ahead. agree with like the, I agree with this like this like tenant thing and like what we've said about Nolan, you know, with like this like uh, suspending belief sort of vibe. It, like I just don't care. I'm like all in. All in. Yep. Yeah, he's definitely one of the guys, and I, I I've read a little bit about this tenant thing and, and like how like I think some something about like how it's like been like driving Nolan crazy and I was like oh this is gonna be nuts like, <laughs> like, like like he like he spent so much time like rewriting stuff or something about like it's just driving him mad I was like well this is gonna drive us all mad now because uh yeah. this, this guy's nuts so but yeah definitely a guy who one of the guys in the last 10 years who's clearly become if he does something it's an automatic in um yep. and, and so and, and I think too I love um I love this movie I love interstellar 2 and i think it's just another example where he takes something that's kind of heady in a way where like about like the fifth dimension and black holes and you're kind of like but he kind of depicts it in a way where you kind of go oh i guess that whole time space thing i kind of it makes it li- get there <laughs> yeah yeah I'm like yeah. yeah you know this is how it works and now um he's you know uh, his daughter's really old and, and i get it yeah sure <laughs> you just buy it and and it but he does it in a way honestly that that's it's not that difficult to follow with something that's actually like conceptually is really difficult to wrap your head around so right. um yeah he, he's he's great uh and then of course as you mentioned michael i mean 
I have all these songs downloaded from Hans Zimmer. I don't know about you guys. So. Zim. <laughs> yeah. He's just I, too good. Yeah. I mean, these are all, I have a whole Hans Zimmer playlist, for God's sake. So, now, um, now hey, by the way, uh, what is his net worth? I don't know. I didn't look this up. Oh, That's a good question. No. It's a good question. Oh, don't, okay, do not, unless you're doing it on a separate device, don't Google it on your phone. I'm afraid something could happen. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I was thinking about that and I'm like, God, this guy, like, I mean, obviously, I think he's in three of my top five, Hans Zimmer, that is. And then, you know, I got Leo in two and I got Nolan in two. Like, like these guys can do no wrong in my book. You, you know, it's just, it's just, like anything that they do, I just it just must watch TV. It's must appointment viewing. Like I'm in. Hundred yeah. percent. Um, and speaking of Hans Zimmer, this brings me to my last pick because I Whiplash is my number one. Um, so there's my two overall. I had Twelve Years a Slave. Hans Zimmer did the score for this. Can you really? Believe it? Yeah, did. I did not know yeah. that. Very I true. Um, true story. I didn't know that till today when I was doing a little bit more research. But uh, um. 2013, nine Oscar nominations, three wins, including picture, screenplay, and uh, supporting actress for Lapita Nyong'o in her breakout role. Um, and look, this is not a an easy watch. It's but it's just a uh, it's just kind of an extraordinary, amazing true story about yeah. Solomon Solomon Northup, who um, you know gets kidnapped and taken down south. And it's the whole the whole screenplay and the, the source material is his own memoir, which is I think pretty unique and interesting. And um, it's a, it's a, probably has to be the best performance of Chuatal as you for uh, yes. his his career. Right. Fassbender, if you looked up over the it's top so in the dictionary, uh, if you looked up over the top <laughs> in the dictionary, this would be it. But it's, it's probably so good. it's probably necessary because I mean, you know, I, I imagine this was based on something in this guy's memoir about this complete psychopath. So, but uh, it, it's it's super intense, and again, it's not something I'm going to kick back on like a, a Friday night and dial up uh, 12 Years a Slave. I think I've watched it twice in my life, but again, talking about like eliciting that response and just like at the end, that last scene where he's being reintroduced to his family in 12 years might as well have been 30, right? Yeah. He's, he's totally damaged physically and mentally, and he's just, he's not the same person. And you can tell like for all his family knew it as well, he like ran off with another woman and like abandoned him. Right. They don't really, right. they don't know what happened to him. So it's just this, it's a, it's an amazing story and with all the stuff that gets made or the stories that get told, like, I'm not so sure. I don't know why I keep going back to this, but uh, I don't know why the movie Capone needs to get made. Uh, it was just a very weird <laughs> reason to make this. This is a story I think is just, yeah, this is a story that it should be told. Uh, it, you know, yeah. probably dozens of other stories like it uh, happen, will never get told. So um, it, it's, it's extraordinary. It's amazing. I, I think it's you got to watch it. I probably I don't know that I'll ever watch it again. But uh, also, just great cast. Um, great you know, cast. Like said, um, Lupita Get a little Brad Pitt in there too. Yeah, yeah. Brad Pitt and, and yeah. Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. They both threw drive-bys in this. So that that's who yeah. who's yeah. who's gonna com- who's gonna complain about that? Um, yeah. So I, it's a everyone does a good job, and it's a, it's just a really good movie. So um, yeah, that was my number two. I think yeah, it's, I, it's it's cool I, to have on the list. That. Yeah, it's. It's a good one to have on the list, and I and I will go back. I need to go back and watch it, although it kind of falls into the category of like one of those movies that I don't know if I could watch again. Like it just was so, it just was so impactful, and it was so it's tough a to giant, watch. Giant bummer, but it, you know, it, it, quote unquote, it is like important. It's an important story. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a nice, it's a, it's a cool telling of that story. Um, but it is a giant bummer. It's, a well, it, bummer. It, it's just a, it's just an, it's a. 
it's an unbelievable that this is true. Again, yes. if, if this yes. isn't a true story, you wouldn't believe it. That could happen. Right. Um, right. And right. Uh, by, by the way, where where is my man Steve McQueen been? That's a good yeah. question. I don't know. So, I'd have to look him up, but I don't know. So him and Fassbender are like pretty tight. And uh, they did his first major picture, I think, was Hunger. I have not watched that. Maybe I should. But uh, and then he came out with Shame. Um, and then he, he, he did this. Again, he brings his boy Fassbender along. But, you know, this was, I think, obviously his best movie. But uh, this was a guy, at that point, I was like, I'm kind of in when he does something. And He I did, um... No, he did. Uh, oh, he did widows. widows. He did, widow, he did widows. widows. I didn't like that that much. I didn't, I, like I didn't mind widows. I thought it was okay. It was. I was based on Steve McQueen. I was a little bit underwhelmed. I'll just say that. Um, it's, it's, it's too long. Very yeah. long. Very yeah. long movie. Way yeah. too long. Way, um, way too long. Lupita. Lupita. I remember her performance in this movie was incredible, though, and nobody knew who she was, right? It's just a breakout role. Right. And then I love her from Us, obviously, because I love Jordan Peele. But like, yes. this is what. Uh, she really, she really blew it out of the water this movie. Yep, absolutely, won the won the award, uh, deservedly so. So that is, that's my two. Are we ready to move on to the one selections? I know Tony and I are out, right? Uh, we're all out. We're I all think out. we're out. I think that was it. I think we're ending it there. We're all out. Oh my god. Yeah. So, obviously, to like, to like recap, Tony, your number one was Whiplash. Yeah. I, I, I was Dark Knight, and Bobby, were you Whiplash as well? I was Dark Knight Rises. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I was whiplash for number one. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Nolan, uh, net worth, I got it up. Who wants to take guess? Uh, 200 million. No, so if Marty's 100 million, I'll say Nolan is 45. 200 on the dot yeah. is what yeah. I have. And Whoa! It's insane. I don't, I don't really understand how that, I don't know. I got to do some more research. I'm not I'm new to the net worth game, but that does not seem right. It's, so, it's it's like new contracts and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Scorsese like has like old contracts. I think that that that's how it's like broke down. Um, you know, I think studios are just throwing money at Chris Nolan, the kind of a kind of newcomer, kind of newcomer. I think they're it, just throwing they're throwing money at him. At yeah. this point, at this point, he's probably more bankable for sure, from like a, a right. box office standpoint. That's true. Correct. Correct. Um, wow, that's interesting. Um, it, it, can someone, you know, I mean, I know we don't, we're, we're running out of time here, but uh, what is Hans Zimmer worth, for God's sake? Oh, good one. I can get that up. By the uh, way, I'd watch that again just for Hans. I need to, I didn't know that was Hans Zimmer. Yeah. 12 years yeah. Slave. Good old Hans. Yeah, man. yeah he, he like won this whole podcast. He, he did. He, he's, yeah, he, he really does. I mean, it's, again, the, the guy, every, every, he just enhances everything, so. All right, I got it. What's your guess? Oh boy, see this. I think I, I don't know about composers. How, what what that composer money is different. <laughs> yeah. Like, see, but I but, I think if you're successful musically, I think there's more money. I mm-hmm. think he's he's got to be worth 125 million. Okay. I'm going I'm going 200. 200. That's what it is. All right, okay. around 200. Oh, um, he's worth he's worth more than Scorsese, according yeah. to. Google. <laughs> okay, so 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 Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. One twenty-five. Uh, I'll go one uh, one fifty. One hundred. Yeah. Okay. How about Lady Gaga? Oh, that's gotta uh, be way up there. Three hundred, three three hundred million. Yeah, I'm gonna go over that. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna no, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna two fifty. Three twenty. Yeah. Oh. Russell Crowe. Two. Uh, no, one one sixty. 
I was just gonna say one. I'll, I'll, I'll go 175. It might be, might be less. But go ahead. 100. Yeah. Joaquin. Ah. Uh, Six. One. I'm gonna go 110. 50. Yeah. And we'll we'll finish with a couple uh, favorites here. Uh, we'll go JK just for that performance in uh, Whiplash. <laughs> 14. JK uh, 25. 16. I'll and I'll just guess you is Miles Teller more or less than him? I'm gonna say probably more. More, probably more. Gordon, he is less by about two million. Hmm. Okay, he's 12. And now we're going to finish on an ultimate A-lister. This is the last one. Denzel. 300. Whoa. 180. Uh, anywhere from 220 to 250. Wow. Okay. Okay, good. So, so there That's you good go. That's good stuff. Um, so recapping the list, Whiplash, Whiplash, Michael, Dark Knight. Yeah, Dark Knight for me, man. Two, twos, twos, I was 12 years a slave. Tony. Get out. Michael. Inception. Three, I was Gladiator. Dark Knight. Wolf of Wall Street. Four, I was Spotlight. I went Kill Bill. Whiplash. And five, we all know, A Star is Born. <laughs> Training Day. <laughs> and uh, Gladiator. Uh, good, list. good list. <laughs> it's a great, great list. Uh, all right. Hey. Good list. Good, good list. I, I, I think we might have done this. We did it. I think we may have pulled this off in some way. Now, you're not hearing this, but as we hear it on the pod, you're, you're likely going to hear some uh, maybe some soundtrack underneath our conversation with some of these movies. Maybe oh. some Jackson, maybe some Jackson Mavis in there, just saying. Throw just a little throw Zimmer. Zimmer. Throw yeah. some <laughs> Zimmer in there. Make sure you <laughs> don't, don't leave him out. Zim's going to be all over this thing. <laughs> Give me a break. Uh, um, all right. well, well, well done, gentlemen. Well done. I, uh, I like all your lists. I agree. I, I, Agree with all the lists. I mean, I, I mean, I know you know Bobby with the Star Is Born stuff. I can I can talk shit about that for days and days and days, but I won't. <laughs> um, but 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 yeah, you know, it's uh, it's it's fun to talk about movies. I mean, we Bobby and I do this. You know, we talk for two hours one day just about just movies and shows. I mean, it's yep. it's that that's just what I. It's what most of us like. You, you ha- know, um, ha- half of them we probably didn't even actually like the movie or show. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> No, it's, good. It's, it's good it's good stuff to talk about in these in this time too i have nothing else to do so this is great yeah um good job by all uh we'll we'll reconvene and see if we want to maybe uh continue on uh next week or in the weeks to come all right boys sounds good uh, all right well done boys we'll talk to you soon later gentlemen Nothing like a little cornfield chase theme from Interstellar there to take us out. That Hans Zimmer, no one like him. I'm sure there could be other people to fill those roles on some of those projects, but Chris Nolan better be sending him the nicest Christmas card there is every year because 
it would not be the same without that guy. Uh, he's just special. So, um, and it kind of calmed me down just hearing that a little bit taking me out from this little pod, uh, not, not debacle, but just a little misstep uh, having to separate these two. Um, I'll get over it someday, but not right now. Either way, <laughs> I hope you uh, enjoyed it. And there may be right now a very intense text chat taking place about next week doing the Martin Scorsese top five we're coming back with. That's right. And it's not going to be, oh, you know, Goodfellas is the best because I like it. Uh, No. You're going to need to have reasons. You're going to need to have your, your hot takes dialed in about why. Why is this better than that? What, in your opinion, gives the edge for, say, this may come up, I'm guessing, too, based on some chats. Why is Taxi Driver better than Casino? What makes it, what puts it ahead for you on the list? So that's the type of discussion we're going to have for these movies uh, next week. Hopefully we can condense it down, and I want to get it into one pod. Uh, We'll see how successful we are. Um, Either way, I hope you liked it. I hope um, you're navigating your way through these uh, just kind of trying times. Hopefully maybe, uh, you know, we help a little bit. Uh, I know that just doing this stuff for me uh, and creating and and just working on this stuff has been helpful. I I take my mind off of all everything that's going on. So um, this is Swipe Heart Sports. It is your sports pod hookup. I'm your host, Bobby Adcock. We'll see you next week. (laughs) 